0: Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgresQL. I am Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey, Nikolai, what are we going to
1: be talking about today? Hi, Michael. Stored procedures, functions, triggers. What else?
0: Yeah. So this is the the age old debate of server side, well, P- Postgres side logic in stored procedures. Well, and fun- database side, we
1: can we can yeah. mention other databases as well. This yeah. is a very old topic. I remember in 2002, I was working on, with Oracle and SQL Server and we had a lot of logic inside, be it PLSQL or TSQL code.
0: Yeah, I, that even might be a great place to start with this topic because I think with my experience with those platforms as well was people used stored procedures a lot more in SQL Server and Oracle than I've seen them doing in Postgres. My experience is varied and I think... Maybe that was larger companies and my experience more recently has been with smaller companies. So maybe that's a difference, Uh, but I definitely saw it a lot more often in the SQL 7 Oracle worlds.
1: Right, right. So this is very old, debatable topic, uh, similar to ORMs. And there are many people on both sides, big fans of storage procedures. And this like love to storage procedures can can be very acute. Like, wow, it's so convenient and so on. But uh, at the same time, much more people say they have problems. When, we say, when I say store procedures, of course, in Postgres terminology, I, I involve uh, functions as, as well, because yeah. procedure, re, procedure word appeared only a couple of years ago when it was added, uh, and in Postgres 12, I think. I 11, remember. 11, yeah. Maybe 11. I remember my Microsoft SQL Server guys laughed at me saying, oh, only now. <laughs> Finally, you have transaction control. Okay. It was like, it was friendly laughing, Fortunately, But in commercial relational databases, it was considered normal to write a lot of code on server side. And if you take any bank software, you will find a lot of such code. But maybe banks are not a good example because we know, especially in the US, they are so outdated. And actually, I observe them as a user and they have issues with software, definitely. And I consider usually like in Russia, banking is very well. It's very good applications and so on. But since I'm on the opposite side of earth, I see, I saw recently, I'm already not using them, but last several years, I saw their downsides as well. They still have nightly updates you know, like this approach is still there. I mean, I mean, the regular approach when you have a lot of server side code, but it's quite uh, heavy, so it needs to be executed only once per day. So you have some window, and so on. It's, it's like you try to log in at your daytime in the US, but you, you cannot because you, you need to wait a couple of hours. You know, it's because it's night there. Yeah. So it, it's a sign that software is not modern. Modern software doesn't should not do this. It should be always available. And uh, of course, if you have a lot of code on server side, big question when it will be a bottleneck. Right. This is one of the aspects. But before we discuss some details, again, I think much more people prefer to avoid stored procedures. I just observe it much more. Like I have experience of discussions like we have today, and usually, reaction from audience is like a few people really support, but a lot of people discuss downsides and say like we sh- we should try to avoid it. And uh, I, that's why I say I'm not normal. I'm, I'm a big fan of story procedures, but I know their downsides. Functions, procedures, triggers. I know their downsides, but I'm a huge fan. I, I can explain why, but I consider myself as not normal. Normal is to try to avoid them. This is our normal. What's your observation?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm similar, but with a slight caveat that I don't use them myself. And we don't use them in a very small database application. I would say that it would be really interesting to hear what you would advise others to do. So whilst you're a fan yourself, if a team came to you and they have a team of maybe 20 Rails developers and there's a couple of them that have got some Postgres expertise, but they maybe they don't have a huge application, but it's, it's meaningful, maybe millions of transactions. I don't, so it's, it's meaningful, but not GitLab scale, say. What would your advice be to them? Would like I would be surprised GitLab, if you would advise GitLab, them. By the way, it almost doesn't use it. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost. Yeah, I'm probably skipping ahead mentioning them. So that's good, to, good. But what would your recommendation
1: be to others versus like what your opinion is for yourself? Well, my recommendation is, is like I have very interesting experience. I wrote a lot of code in pl mm-hmm. in some code or in PL Python, some code in other languages, and sometimes a little bit C. But first of all we should say postgres is very extendable like yeah. this is one of the key places where you can extend postgres you can write a lot of code and for example you can define some new aggregate function you just need to write some function with according to some rules and then say okay my operator my, my aggregate f- function will be supported by this and so you can select your aggregate function, then group by and so on. This is very, very good thing. You can, you can define your operator supported by some function. It's also like, there's a good, good term, server-side Postgres code, coding or programming, server-side programming in terms of of Postgres side programming, right? It's not only procedures, functions, also triggers, also operators. You also can uh, extend, define your uh, index type, data type, uh, many, many, many things. But first thing when we start i think very carefully think about opportunity to use this approach is our work with data how strict we should be in terms of data how we want clean data it should be yeah. how this word i always forget this word correct relationships uh, can, data is oh uh, consistent Consistent, exactly. So data should be consistent. It should, we should not have dirty data in most cases. Sometimes it's okay, but in many cases, yes. Like, for example, some user data and so on. And in this case, we define some structure, we define some constraints, and there is no other way to follow constraints in 100% of cases, except having them inside database. Because if you implement your constraint logic inside your application code, there is no guarantee that tomorrow you will write, you decide to write or your management decide to write another application or to work directly. I mean, User working directly with data and breaking your constraints because nobody checked them. So the only way to have good constraints is to have triggers. Well, something we can define using schema, data type, or length of text field or something. This is. Or then you can define check check constraints, but some complex logic can be defined only using triggers, and this is already server-side programming, right? Postgres side programming. And it's inevitable if you want a 100% guarantee, like warranty, you need someone can guarantee that data is clean. It should be done in Postgres, on database side, right?
0: Okay, yeah, I like that. And I've already realized that I think my opinion is a bit of both. Like it's, I don't see myself as one way or the other. I'm a big fan of database triggers as well. But most of the teams that I see and work with, would be slowed down by you know development speed wise. Not I'm not talking about database mm, performance,
1: mm. but speed of development uh, wise. Okay, good. N- different aspect. When I discovered postgres which yeah. you, which is now very popular thanks to Superbase, for example, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe that. some people don't realize that they use it, but they use it definitely. Much more users. But at that time, when I worked with it quite long ago already, maybe like five, six years ago. In a couple of projects, I replaced whole team myself. Like Ruby developers, three of developers was writing some code for some startup. Management was not satisfied. I said, we don't need this, a lot of Ruby code to support some API development. We just define some views in Postgres and that's it. But some code was immediately implemented in in form of functions. Using PL/pgSQL, sometimes regular SQL, because you can write function using regular SQL. People, yeah. uh, people underestimate this, but this is convenient sometimes. And views, and some logic, and everything. Like, and I felt like I'm spending like 10x less time than they spent. It, it, it's not a joke. It's really so. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. You just install Postgres, you, you need to know how to cook it in terms of authentication, some, some things. But once you understood it, it's, it's like a, with any framework, you need to learn it, of course, right? But once you understood it, everything is inside Postgres. You define functions, you have API endpoints, you need some advanced logic, you write the JSQL function. That's it. So, do you, do you think you were as productive as them because of the technology or because? Yes, technology, technology okay. and the server side programming. 25% of me, of my time, replaced a small team of free engineers of Ruby developers. Replaced fully. And I had tests, I had pipelines, everything. Like, but unfortunately, then actually my friends came and they are uh, Python developers and they decided to replace it. I, I, like, we had discussions. Like, well, it's good. they said, oh, okay, but we don't know PLPG skill we need to learn, yeah. but with, with Python, we will create so they replaced it, and it was in terms of time, that it was, it's less less productive. I mean, again, stay back, but they they, have, they bring, brought much more on table, like machine learning and so on. Do you mean they replaced the, serv- the
0: Postgres. Postgres side
1: oh, they, okay. with Django? No. This is an interesting project. It's, they started for Ruby on Rails. Then I, sometime, a couple of years, I supported them with Postgres and some PLPG recording coding. Then they had a lot of needs in terms of Python, and they decided to continue write, writing Python, in writing API using Django and and, and there. So, I but- thought you might... I thought you but might have meant PL Python, but no, definitely. We discussed this opportunity, exactly. Yeah. They could do that, but I don't know. Like This is like decision, like what you uh, learn, what you know, and so on. Of course, if you need to scale, this is a little bit more difficult to scale because PLPG scale, you need to learn. It's like other language, modified other language, very old and outdated. It has some loops and if and some not super convenient approach to work with exceptions, errors to catch them but it's possible like it it feels like pascal a little bit right and but main benefit is that you're sitting there you don't have round trip time yeah you can be very efficient but you need to understand how data flow with database is organized and you need to understand how to troubleshoot slow plans how to use explain command how to optimize queries you need to understand that and you also need good environment where you can try many things and Feel it I, I mean you need to like production like environment I, I had it already the database lab, lab so like no that, that time i didn't have but now i have it and it's it's easy right like, you have the same size development environment so you can quickly see performance of what you wrote of your trigger of your uh, function and it, it's good this
0: is another t- so this is great we've, we've covered we've, you've touched on performance there and i think that's if you look at the normal pros and cons list, that's one that people that are on the side of stored procedures, they often bring up as if you're trying to get, Comp- you know, if you're trying to avoid those round trip times, if you're trying to do some logic on your data that's in the database, doing it database side saves you a lot of effort or can save a lot of effort. there. So that's normally cited. That's probably one of the most compelling reasons for doing it.
1: Well, I would put on first place this logic that only database can guarantee that your guard code checking consistency data clearness and so on it won't be bypassed by anyone this is for me it's number one this is obvious well you can If you can put some proxy (laughs) and guarantee that all people and applications will go through it and you code some logic there, it's okay. But usually it's not so. So this is number one for me. Second, yes, performance and route trim time. We all know this extreme example when some Ruby or Python developer pulls whole data to application side and then processes it, right? Yeah. Maybe in loop updating row one by another this pull it and then analyze it this is very bad approach database can do it much more efficiently because it has indexes and you could for all another example r r co- code which has yeah. some r has some analogs for group by for joints and so on in memory only so aggregations they, yeah. yeah aggregation grouping joining so they pull whole data in memory At some point, this will be like memory will be saturated. But it's not efficient because they don't have indexes Postgres has already built, right? And algorithms and so on databases
0: are really well Postgres in particular it has a really good query planner it has you know it's really right. designed to do that on large amounts of data and doing it without having to send it backwards and forwards is always good even if it wasn't strictly better at those things doing it without having to send that data across
1: saves so much time normally you still can have a problem if you for example use some cursor approach like if you instead of updating all rows using one statement you might like okay I will write PLPG code I will do some for loop and in, in loop i will update each row it, it also will be less efficient so you can yeah. you can do mistakes using this approach as well but yeah. at least you won't have network there right yeah i wanted to emphasize it's not only about run trip type but also about capabilities you have if you yeah. pull data to memory you can do anything with it right but you cannot use indices which left on, on server side you don't have them so
0: we've covered like a couple of the the things people often cite as really good reasons for p- pushing more and more, if not all of the logic that side. The downsides I the
1: often hear are less well, good
0: development. Oh, let's mention one,
1: one more. Yeah. SQL Se- in general is very, very, it's very powerful for working with large volumes of data. So many things developed. You can write a, a few lines instead of hundreds of lines and using regular language. And of course, you want to ensure that it will be efficiently executed. That's why you need to like some understanding experience and good playground. But uh, in general, the code is brief, right? And in PLPG SQL function inside it, you can use regular SQL combined with this PLPG SQL. Like They are working together without any need, uh, unless you use dynamic SQL, you can avoid using some like execute or query quotes and so on. You don't need them at all. So like they are integrated already. And uh, by the way, there's HDB pr- uh, with their HQL project, we, which try to reinvent SQL. It's another topic, but also maybe in future, more, more convenient work will be done in, in using regular languages, for JavaScript, for example. So I, I want to just to say that code, much less code, usually yeah. somehow, much less code. You don't need to write loops and so on, like open database connection, close database connection. No, no, no. Everything is automatic there. So yeah, should we cover some of the downsides? A lot of downsides. As I've said, I consider myself as not normal because normally people say we won't go this path. First of all, they mention, usually they mention that it's not convenient because there is no good developer tooling, IDE yep. or debugger. We Debugging usually mentioned there, there is debugger actually. You, you can, but people
0: you can. aren't familiar
1: people are familiar
0: with their existing, you know, with back end framework debugging tools. So it's I, more familiarity and expertise, I think, when it comes to right. using those things.
1: Right. I personally I live in Tmux and VI, I'm not normal already, right? And I, I prefer avoiding graphical UI. I, I use it sometimes, but sometimes. Yeah. But I, pref- I I like when my work is on some remote remote machine, so I I'm not dependent on my laptop or anything. I can continue working in T-Max from anywhere, and also working in pairs if needed and so on. Uh, but if we talk about IDE integration. Actually, maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe there are some good examples for PLPG scale, which I just don't know. But we switched to PLPG scale discussion only. But again, you can write using SQL, using PLPython, PL, Python, PL other, other languages Postgres has. But question is how you, like debugger, debugger. okay. In my personal opinion, you should have a lot of code, complex, uh, stored in multiple files to have a need in, the, in having debugger. There is a debugger for PLP. I, I never use it. I don't need it. Usually function, even if it's 100 uh, lines of code, printlining is fine for me. In my, okay. but also raise debug. Raise debug is good. You what c- about tests you mentioned testing you mentioned when you had
0: that project you were doing you had tests for it database lab. what did you what do you use for
1: uh, testing the procedures making sure they don't well break first in, of in all future. you you should have data enough data to test properly so my approach is to have production size database same number of rows or, or close to it so you just spin off your think clone using database lab and do anything there do you use, like, PgTap or anything, like, for... Oh, databases? Yeah. I, Usually, I prefer using Sketch instead of FlyWay, LukaBase, or so. PgTap and Sketch, it's from David Wheeler, if I'm not mistaken. Same, same author, right? So, Sketch has verify. It has deploy, revert, and verify. You need to define three functions for each database migration you have. By the way, this is a good point. How you manage your function definitions. Source control, right? Yes, version control. Let's discuss it in, in a bit. So, I usually try to have some logic and verify PLPGSQL has SQL has assert function. It's very convenient. So you can write another, uh, and you you can also have um, anonymous do block in PLPG. It's also in plpgsql. So you do, and then some uh, string, usually people write dollar, dollar, and then some PLPG SQL logic there. And there you can have assert. So you, you write anonymous do block inside verify functional for sketch just to test something. For example, you have a function which did something. Okay, you executed it, then you ensure that the uh, result is as expected. And if you don't have a sort, uh, For example, if in SQL context, you need to verify it. Okay, you can use divide by zero, or you can write a hel- helper function, which will raise exception, warning, notice, or debug, anything you want. So you can have helper functions and call them using regular SQL. And you can have some case command... If something, like you check something using regular SQL and write your helper function to report some error, for example, and it can be soft, like warning or hard, like hard stop, anything. So it's possible. You can have tests, definitely. But the problem is that debugger exists. I don't use it. I just don't feel it's needed. Never. Never. Yeah. I use usually, I use a lot of asserts and asserts just like, you know, this is not possible. Let's have assert here. And I use yeah. usually a lot of raise commands of, for, on various levels. And you ca- if you check my code, you can find raise debug in many places. So anytime when you debugging something, you can change client mean log, log mean client level. I, I always forgot. You, you can, you can change in two places, log level in client connection and in log. So you can have messages printed to your output or in logs. That's quite convenient. And if, if you have raised debug, it, it won't be present anywhere by default, unless you say, okay, I'm in debugging mode. I change yes. my level in either or both places. Uh, there are two places, right? So, and you have those debugging messages immediately, quite convenient. Nice. <laughs> but then on the flip side,
0: I think people that are using Rails or Django or something, they have migrations built in already, and mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about a separate tooling for version control, source control, that kind of thing.
1: Right. But they also have, uh, first of all, they can have functions, they can have triggers, they do it. They do it. And they yep. also have quite advanced testing capabilities. So I think it's, everything is doable. If you want to move some logic to database, it's doable. And this
0: is, I think this is where I've landed. I think it's, you can have a bit of both. You don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, a holy war one or the other. I definitely see that more now. Yeah, you can't have, have a mix.
1: But yeah. usually people have some discussions, like, should we have business logic inside database or, or in implication? This is question, we get like, like a black, black and white question, right? So you need to choose one of one side. Yeah. Did you
0: see there was a post? I looked it up and it's back in 2015 by Derek Sivers around his approach. He's a he works by himself. uh, He's got his own database and he it's it's a personal project, but he also sells his books. He's a very popular author and he runs everything himself. And he he wrote a post very, very strongly in favor of putting everything database side. And he's moved his application, he's migrated between different application frameworks. And I think actually that's a a final point that often gets brought up in the argument, even if it's not super relevant. Well, I don't know. I'd be interested in your opinion on how relevant it is. But ease of migration of application and ease of migration of database often come up as arguments. And people seem to argue against putting (laughs) logic in the database because they, they seem to think a migration of the database is more likely than a migration of the application but i don't know if that's necessarily true a,
1: f- a few a few things here to discuss first if you first you discover these capabilities postgres has you're very like happy but then for example already you've built a quite complex sophisticated structure of views for example like hier- hierarchy of views right and then you need to change some column you need to redefine them It's good that the definition can be done inside one transaction, so like small interruption, like a fraction of a second, and that's it. Everything is transactional, good. But it's not convenient at all. So even if you, for example, you have select star from some table, some view. For for example, for Postgres, and you need to redefine it, new column created, You, you really need to recreate on each. So underlying table changed, you need to recreate view. It's like, there is some maintenance cost here in code. It could be different and it could survive. It, like you don't need to change codes. Well, if you added some column, maybe you need to change code, but you can write it in a way that maybe you will not always need them. And also, so, so hierarchy of use can be tricky and a little bit painful in, in, in maintenance. This is first thing. Second thing is more important. Where do you store your functions? and how do you approach versioning for example sometimes we need two versions both of them it can it can be possible if we have a lot of application nodes some of them already upgrade some not so we need to have we need to allow them working with both versions old and new people do this some people do this they just use schemas and they oh, have interesting. bunches of schemas right and you, you can clean up old versions later it's quite convenient but sometimes people say like Oracle also has packages Postgres doesn't have packages it's like I already forgot everything about Oracle so I cannot comment on this but it feels like we are missing something definitely not my topic though but I would I wanted to say think about one function and we change it uh, there is create or replace but it's limited because if you if signature of function changed for example new parameter appeared also, it can be overloading involved because you can have the same function name but different functions, multiple ones with different yeah. number of parameters, right? But you cannot create or replace function if, for example, some parameter changed its type. You need to drop it and, and define once again. And also dependencies. It's like quite complex. But my big question here, the biggest question here, is that consider, okay, signature hasn't changed, but body of function changed. How do you approach... Uh, versioning here. Question is, if you have f- old function version, new function version, where do you store versions? Postgres is not good for this. Okay. If you have, uh, uh, if you, if you use namespaces, a, like, a very strict approach, right? You use like version one, version two, and, and so on and so on. But inside each version, you also might have multiple subversions, like you, you developing, right? And you want to fix, like, you, you want normal version control with branching, yep. uh, c- commits, like, Probably you put whole function body to Git, right? So yeah, Why, how else would you do it? I do it also. Yeah. And it's good that I, if I change one line, I see diff that only one line changed. But yeah. what about our sketch liquid-based flyaway or, Ruby, Ruby, or active record uh, migrations, database migrations or Django migrations and so on? They're not friendly with it. If you, yeah. if I include that function, like, like okay, I, I keep each function in, in separate file for example. Good idea because we can have a normal Git flow and like pull requests, merge requests, approval process and so on, review. But if we just include it, for example, if we have migrations, we include it into each migration. And imagine if we want to replay several migrations, which version of function will, will be taken? It will be the latest. And it's not right. We need to include like not just include, we need to include in a correlated way. Yeah, you know, I
0: used to work. Like, I feel like we should probably do a whole topic on database version control. But you know, I used to work on this.
1: Yeah, I, ha- I have something to say about it. But may- I have I have a talk next week and PGConf EU about database branching. It's exactly about yeah. this. So
0: yeah, let's let's definitely discuss that. But in if you do things application side, this is this is easier. It's this is all handled already.
1: Yeah, you don't have this problem normally. So, but with database, you need to do something about it. For example, in many cases, I see people abandon the idea to have this very big chain sequence of database migrations and ability to replay them. Because you cannot include files, right? If you include files, you need to include all versions of files. So, I had some code like related inclusion for Rails maybe or for Sketch I don't remember, but it's like you need to develop additionally, so there is a yep. gap here, and this is not convenient. This doesn't yep. scale well. Not convenient. So people, if you if you work in teams, you have issues with that. But finally, like we we to finalize with cons of PostgreSQL yep. programming, the biggest negative side is that at some point it doesn't scale because this code, if you so. Imagine you have clusters. and Each cluster ha- has a, a primary node with yeah, yeah. read-write capabilities. Other nodes are read-only. Many of your functions will be read-write, so you need to write something. And the uh, number of cores of, on the primary node is very limited. It's the most, uh, most, how to say... scarce. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's, it's most um, like neck, right? Right. It's it's very important resource. You you okay. have very limited resource. Only like for example, okay, ninety six cores, but that's it. And to scale, you need either to split your database in parts or to apply some sharding or just to scale vertically better CPU with more cores. But people, if they don't realize it in the very beginning, if putting a lot of logic inside database leads to some situation on CPU or on disk, disk also a very important resource here. We have only one limit for disk uh, I.O. on primary node. We cannot do writes on standby nodes, Right. We need to do rights anyway even if we yeah. have logic on application code yeah. but CPU spend for some calculations and so on and especially not only to, for calculations but especially for communication with external world the moment when you see that you need to analyze some external web page some, some crawling a scrapper or, or something or you even need to download some binary like file for example uh, image and you you are doing logic inside database this is the like many bells should 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 uh, go off, alarms should ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should ring. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's a great point about scaling up versus scaling out. It's easier to horizontally scale on the application side. While we're on the last topics, I wondered if you wanted to bring up
1: sub-transaction, like the idea of... No, no, the no, no. Let's let oh, finish okay. this. Let me finish. Because I was in this, like, I, I replaced, as I said, teams of yeah. whole, small, whole small teams of Ruby developers, for example. And I did it twice, at least. I used uh, this approach in many places of my own projects with Postgres, several projects. I loved it. I, uh, like, advertised it also a lot. But the moment I started to write some Curl logic in PL Python, or also I discovered PLSH from Peter Izydrow. It. it should be a very experimental thing. Don't do it okay. on production. So you can write a shell code, a Bash code actually, Oh wow. and have it in Postgres. <laughs> so I, I did I had some logic with Curl as well and Bash inside Postgres to just to download and put some images somewhere. I also had some parsers of external web pages. You know the problem of an idle transaction, right? When application started to work with database, open transaction, then went to work with some external APIs. And for database, it means some delay, and we sit in transaction not not doing anything inside database. If you start working with external things from Postgres, this comes to you very quickly. For example, I I also had uh, work with Stripe. Quite convenient. So charge somebody right inside Postgres. Stripe has very great, like one of the best APIs and documentation. I also send some pings to Slack when, for example, user registers. Immediately sends ping to Slack using trigger synchronously. So it's not good. It's not good because you quickly understand that your CPU on your primary node does a lot of things it shouldn't do. And I see, as I mentioned, Superbase, right? I mentioned Superbase, and I see they have already some signs. They go this path. They are growing like a rocket. A lot of users. I consider them as maybe the best team who can productize Postgres and Postgres extensions today. But I see PL/SQL HTTP, for example, extension. They have.
0: Yeah, they've enabled, they, they let you <laughs> enable it, right? In, in right, right. In so their extensions, yeah.
1: some signs that this like wall is is there for some projects. Don't yeah. do this inside primary if you want growth. Do it only as experimental, as prototyping, as like yeah, quick, quick quick prototyping, that's it. Don't do this. I did it, I understood it. I did it. But just exactly for the speed of development. It's great. Super fast. Yeah. But also secret management there. You need like if for example, if you need to work with Stripe, where do you keep your secrets? As uh, GUC variables? I mean Postgres variables, probably not safe, right? Anybody can uh, select current setting or show. That's it. No, no, not good. Also, I I remember I kept uh, secrets in a table and with with permissions, nobody can, can, yeah, there is some, some approach.
0: Even Superbase are big fans. they big fans of row-level security as well mm-hmm. as, obviously, yep. permission-based.
1: Right. Again, so, yeah. again, I'm I'm not normal. I'm a big fan of this approach, but downsides are obvious and everyone should have understood them before going this path. Exactly. And it it age-old answer. It yeah, depends, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So probably
0: should have got that in up front. Last couple of things I wanted to mention that I forgot to while you were talking about them. On the query plan front, it can be really helpful this, uh, using... Functions nested functions Mm -hmm. uh, can be really important to enable Well, if you're using auto explain as a log nested statements parameter and putting that to true can be really helpful for debugging or for performance debugging. And then on the SQL server side, the tools are a bit further ahead on this. So There was a a project called SQL Server Data Tools and Redgate, the company I worked at for many years, had lots of tools around letting you version control and test database side, which I don't I haven't seen equivalents of in terms of the whole, the whole framework or the, the tooling on the Postgres side? The,
1: big, the biggest concern for the, for their tools, I think Git has it. I mean, I mean, regular version control tools, they all rely on Git. Git. Git is not friendly with big data volumes at all. It just says, don't do this. And so we, we only talk about schema and the DML commands. That's it. We, don't, we cannot have data version, but we need it. Also.
0: Well, so they do have some, so both of those two do have some, when data is schema, so like lookup tables and things, you can version control that. But yeah, of, of course, in terms of CI/CD or testing performance, you do, yeah, if, that, if that's what you're talking all
1: about. Or regular testing where you, just, you need data for testing. If you have yeah. only like few rows in a table, you cannot test properly. Search doesn't work, doesn't return anything and so on. So it's also a problem. Yeah. But it's a different problem, different topic at all. like Completely different. Definitely topic. we should cover that one. Sure, sure. Okay, so we, we roughly we discussed big three pros and big three cons, roughly, right? So I'm still a yep. big fan of this approach. I know a majority of people are, are not trying to avoid it, but still, like, nothing changed. Uh, pros are still here. And you can mix and match. And interesting to observe further how uh, usage of Postgres side programming will change uh, with uh, projects like Superbase. Because users already use views and some logic and so on, yeah. And triggers are really common. A lot of use cases for triggers. And uh, Hasura as
0: well. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Let us know what you think. Send us your requests
1: as usual. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And share. Share links. Thank you. Bye. Take care.